Welcome, ladies and gentlemen, to the next, latest episode of the Wrestling vs. World podcast here, courtesy of YouTube.com. Today's controversial, well, maybe controversial episode, is about Kofi Kingston's god-awful 2013 run. Now, we've known Kofi's been around WWE, like, what, almost 15 years since he deb- debuted on the main roster? In 2013, I can honestly say it was his worst booked year so far. To give context, let's quickly look back at 2012 quick a moment. He eventually he avoided the Royal Rumble elimination by walking on his hands, had a few months reign as tag team champions with R Truth, and close out almost fully close out the year with the Intercontinental Championship. But then 2013 came around and everything just turned into shit for him. This one I went through his entire match history televised in 2013, like I did with Charlotte and John Cena and all that. And Damien Sandow, I think. He had 78 televised matches in the year of 2013. And his win-loss record was 30 wins, 48 losses. Good lord. This I don't know what happened in 2013, but Kofi Kingston got a raw deal with his booking this year. Let's go through those records because... <laughs> oh, this is saying something. First off, January 7, 2013 Raw, he lost to the Big Show in 25 seconds. Not a good start right there. 11 days later on Superstars, end up getting a win in about 8 minutes over Michael McGillicuddy. Not quite Curtis Axel just yet. The next day, January 19, 2013, Internet SmackDown, he lost in 3 minutes to Antonio Cesaro. Uh Uh-oh. Match number 4, January 25, 2013 edition of Superstars, he got a five-minute win over JTG. It was really not doing anything at this point. Next up, January 26, 2013 edition of Saturday Morning Slam, got a four-minute win over Epico. Was he really doing anything at this point? Uh, the next day, January 27, 2013, Royal Rumble match, he survived 22 minutes, uh, yeah, 22 minutes and 18 seconds, he got three eliminations and was known for his whole pogo stick act with JBL's chair. But again, nothing outside of that. Nobody really remembers much. Number seven. Now we got two matches that are on the same, aired on the same day. Superstars, February 1st, 2013. Less than four-minute victory over Michael McGillicuddy. But then that same day on SmackDown, he lost to Jack Swagger in about seven minutes, who I believe around this time was getting his build up to competing for the Elimination Chamber match. We the people and all that shit. Match number 9, the week later, February 8, 2013, on SmackDown, he lost in about 3.5 minutes to Cody Rhodes. Not fun there. Next day, February 9, 2013, Saturday Morning Slam, he got a tag team victory with Brodus Clay against primetime players in about 8.5 minutes. Yeah, alright. Number 11, February 11, 2013, Raw, he lost to Wade Barrett in a little over 3 minutes. Kind of a pattern here with these extremely brief matches. Six days later, at the Elimination Chamber pay-per-view, he lost to Dolph Ziggler in an impromptu match in less than four minutes and then got his ass kicked by Big E. I even forgot that until I rewatched the last bit of the pay-per-view. Next up, match number 13. March 1st, 2013, Superstars. He got a four-and-a-half-minute win over David Otunga, who, again, was doing nothing. Ten days later, March 10, 2013, Raw. He lost in about two-and-a-half minutes to Mark Henry. Then again, I think that was also due to him getting built up for his match against Pryback, but still, it had to be the sacrificial lamb. A week later, March 18, 2013, Raw, he lost to Dolph Ziggler in less than five minutes. 
But again, also another case of somebody else getting built up in Kofi Kingston had to be the sacrificial lamb that night. Four days later, March 22nd, 2013, Raw, he lost, or SmackDown, he lost it off Ziggler again, this time in about ten and a half minutes. So finally, he got a longer win, or a longer match there. A week later, March 29, 2013, Superstars, he got an 11 and a half minute win over Primo. Again, when were the Primo and Epico really doing much of anything significant at this point between when they lost the tag titles and became Los Matadores? Next up, match number 18, April 5, 2013, SmackDown, he lost a 10 minute match to Jack Swagger. So yeah, the matches are a bit longer, but it's still a significant loss. Three days later, I'm going to... This is one I'm not going to really knock him, but it's still technically a loss. He lost to Von Dongo in, by disqualification in about a minute and a half. That was because Chris Jericho attacked Von Dongo, and that was the whole night of the Von Dongo getting started. That's number 20. A couple days later, May, uh, April 10, 2013, main event. He lost with tons of funk to the shield in about 10 minutes. So remember, tons of funk being Bros Clay and Sweet T, a.k.a. Tensai. Why the hell did they do that to him? April 12, 2013, on SmackDown, he gets a three-minute upset victory over Cesaro. And it was an upset victory, because I think everybody on commentary mentioned, like, wow, this is unbelievable! Because, again, Kofi was being books like shit up to this point. Next day, April 13, 2013, edition of Saturday Morning Slam, he got a seven-minute victory over Heath Slater, who also was not doing much. Match number 23, April 15, 2013, he wins the United States Championship in an upset victory over Cesaro in about nine and a half minutes. This was a big deal, but uh, that would be undone shortly thereafter. Uh, let's... Yeah, because I was trying to see when Extreme Rules was. Match 24, April 19, 2013, SmackDown, he gets a five and a half minute victory over Wade Barrett, so they build him up a bit, again, slightly, not a whole lot. Uh, April 20th, 2013, gets a 12 and a half minute victory on Saturday Morning Slam over Justin Gabriel. Again, who did nothing. April 29, 2013, Raw. Lost almost 13 minutes to Dolph Ziggler. May 1st, 2013, May event, he gets a 20, almost a 20 and a half minute victory over Cesaro. I mean, a match that long? Holy crap. April, or May 6th, 2013, Raw. He lost with the Usos to The Shield in almost 7 minutes. Shield. Then this one does not make sense. May 10, 2013, SmackDown, he gets a three and a half minute victory over Cody Rhodes. I get Cody Rhodes was not doing much, but he was still teaming with Sandow as Team Rhodes scholar, but a match that short. And then, speaking of Sandow, May 13, 2013, Raw, he gets a two and a half minute victory over Damian Sandow. What's with these short matches? Jesus! And then six days later, things came crashing down once again. Extreme Rules, he lost the United States Championship to Dean Ambrose in almost seven minutes. Then the losses start piling up again. The next night, May 20th, 2013 Raw, he lost with Team Elno to The Shield in a 23-minute match. Uh, back in The Shield was still dominating as a force on the main roster. Match 33, May 24, 2013 SmackDown, he gets a win by DQ over Dean Ambrose in two and a half minutes. So nothing significant there. Then, of course, they had to do a whole tag team match. And yeah, Rebo to a six-man tag team match of himself teaming with Randy Orton and Sheamus for the Shield. And once again, the Shield win. Match 35. May 27, 2013 Raw. He lost to Dean Ambrose in almost nine minutes. Four days later, May 31st, 2013 SmackDown. He lost to Ryback in about two and a half minutes. 
And at this point, he was written off of television because I believe he needed elbow surgery, so he missed a few pay-per-views after that. Which, and the odd one was he didn't have anything planned for Super, uh, SummerSlam when he came back. Mass 37, fast forward about a couple months to August 5th, 2013 Raw. He gets a win over Fandango in about four minutes. But then four days later on SmackDown, August 9, 2013, he lost Fandango in almost five minutes. So trading back and forth wins for some reason. Uh, let's see, April, uh, August 12th, 2013, he lost the Battle Royal. And then the match after that, that same night, he lost to Alberto Del Rio in about six minutes. So two matches one night and both are losses. Four days later on Superstars, he gets a tag team victory with Dolph Ziggler over the primetime players in about almost four minutes. But then again, I think primetime players are kind of on their way down because I believe it was either late that same year or early the next year they broke up. Uh, let's see, August 21st, 2013 main event, he lost with the Usos again to The Shield. Jesus. Two days later on Superstars, August 23, he gets a win over JTG four and a half minutes. Again, JTG, JTG wasn't doing jack shit. Master 44, August 28, 2013, main event. He gets a win by disqualification over Fandango in 10 and a half minutes. Yawn. Uh, seen. September 6, 2013, Smack Superstars. He loses Curtis Axel. Then later that same day, on that exact same date on SmackDown, he gets a seven-minute victory over Curtis Axel. That also eventually leads to three days later, Raw. He beats Curtis Axel by disqualification in about two minutes. Main event two days later, 9-11. Gets a win over Cesaro in about 13 and a half minutes. I don't remember if Cesaro was in Real Americans just yet, but uh, he had fallen off since losing the U.S. title because of the yodeling gimmick. Four days later, Night of Champions loses an impromptu Intercontinental Championship match to Curtis Axel in about 14 minutes. Three days later, main event beats Fandango on September 18 in about 13 minutes. Then two days after that, Superstars, he gets a win over Drew McIntyre. I don't know how long it was. It didn't say on there. Same day, September 20, 2013, SmackDown. He loses in a gauntlet match to The Shield. Don't know why. Three days later to Raw. Loses in a 11-on-3 handicap elimination match to The Shield in about 23 minutes. Then afterwards, just like we saw earlier after the Battle Royal the month prior, same episode of Raw, September 23, 2013, Raw. He loses Alberto Del Rio in 13 minutes. Stop pushing Alberto Del Rio! Four days later on SmackDown, September 27, he loses in a tag team match with Dolph Ziggler and Rob Van Dam versus The Shield. Jesus Christ. Three days later on Raw, he gets a three-minute victory over Fandango at September 30, 2013. Then October 4, 2013, SmackDown, he gets a one-minute, less than a minute victory over Big E for some reason. I don't remember if this was just as Big E was turning face. I know it was somewhere around this time. Two days later... He loses in about eight and a half minutes at Battleground to Bray Wyatt. Lovely. I don't even I don't even know why they're like why Bray was targeting him to begin with. Next day on Raw, he loses an almost 14-minute match to Randy Orton on Raw. Ten days later on Superstars, October 17, 2013, he loses Damian Sandow. Next day, SmackDown, October 18, 2013. He loses a tag team match with the Miz against Luke Harper and Eric Rowan. Three days later on Raw, again. Loses teaming with The Miz to Luke Harper and Eric Rowan. Six days later, Hell in a Cell kickoff. He loses to Damien Sandow in about seven minutes. And then we know what happens the next night on Damien Sandow. I've already covered this in the previous episode of the podcast. Uh, Mass ah, number 64, October 30, 2013 main event. He loses to Ryback in about 14 minutes. 
All right, we're almost there, folks. 65, November 11, 2013. He gets a win over Santino Marilla, but then again, who gives a shit about Santino? Three days later on Raw, November 4, 2013, he loses to Alberto Del Rio in seven minutes. Why? A week later, November 11, 2013, he loses the four-minute match to Damian Sandow. How do you lose Damian Sandow at this point in your career? Seven days later, I believe this... Yeah, I believe this was the night that Miz and Kofi broke up because Miz turned on Kofi, refusing tag, and they lose tag match against the Real Americans. Two days later, November 20th, 2013 main event, he loses Fandango in 12 minutes. Fandango was doing nothing at this point either. Four days later in the Survivor Series kickoff, he loses to the Miz in eight and a half minutes. Jesus. Four day, uh, next night, November 25th, 2013 Raw, he loses to the Miz in five minutes. Two days later, he beats Fandango in nine minutes. Why is he having matches with Fandango? Match number 73, December 2013 Raw, he loses with the Miz to Rive Axel in about six minutes. I don't know why he was teaming with the Miz again. When did they, I'm looking over here, when did they break up as a team? Yeah, uh, it says November 18, but why are they teaming up on December 12th against Rive Axel? Like, I know The Miz was supposed to turn heel, but then he was kind of more of a tweener thing because of the promotion of his movie. What the fuck? Week after, December 9, 2013 Raw, he loses to The Miz in two and a half minutes. Jesus! Then, six days later, at TLC, he beats The Miz in an ODQ match for eight, in eight minutes, even though they did not really make much of a... really did not really use the ODQ rule to their match to advantage in their match. Five days later, December 20, 2013, SmackDown, he loses to Fandango in three minutes. Match 77, December 23, 2013, Raw. He loses in almost six minutes to Ryback, and he closes out the year. Christmas Day, 2013, main event, loses to Fandango in 17 and a half minutes. Jesus Christ. Stuff like this makes you wonder what happened with Kofi that year because like I said he won 30 out of the 78 televised matches he had and you guys heard a lot of them were extremely short matches that didn't even last 5 minutes the year before he was Intercontinental Tag Team Champions and was like walking on his hands to avoid the Royal Rumble elimination this year he has one title win that lasts a month because it was after an upset victory over Antonio Cesaro he avoids elimination in the Royal Rumble match jumping on uh, JBL's chair, by the way, I remember that chair uh, JBL had, same chair I used to have. That 2014 they had to change around because then it's when he formed the New Day. So it's like, I don't know what happened, but it seemed like WWE did not have much faith in Kofi this year because, like I said, the previous year he was champion a couple, couple times. Next thing you know, he's just doing nothing. He didn't really even have any storylines going on. Some iffy things like Fandango or Bray Wyatt, but then also constantly losing to the Shield. Good lord, what happened? So anyway, let me know what you guys think in the comment section below of this episode of what you thought of Kofi Kingston's run 2013, but Jesus Christ. Like, and to think, six, what, five, no, six years later, he would become WWE Champion. But that took a lot of, like, rebuilding, especially after what happened back in 2010 with Randy Orton. Stupid! Stupid! Anyway, let me you guys know in the comment section below. If you guys enjoyed this episode, leave a like, subscribe with the bell on for, for notifications if YouTube tells you. 
And I'll catch you guys later. Thanks for checking out the podcast episode. Everybody like, comment, subscribe. Peace out, folks.